0: Welcome to Ummi Tucker It Out. This is Ami Tucker Ravel and I am your host and I'm here with my sidekick. I'm going to keep using that. I'm okay with you. Still you like using that? Sidekick. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> awesome. So today's interview, um, I probably had a little too much fun and Yazar probably is going to want to kill me because I feel like I laughed the whole time. Yeah.
1: It's I think the, the longest time I've gone trying to contain laughter. Yeah. was throughout this episode. It was yeah, a lot of fun. so uh,
0: very excited about today. Today we get to interview one of my dearest and oldest friends, Rashma Gudger. Started off as a dancer, and she is a dancer uh, in every sense of the word. But she's also just the epitome of what I call an artist. Um, and she has been dancing her whole life. Has been a dancer for Madonna has been in movies such as La La Land, The Girl in the Yellow Dress, um and you know she has paved her literally paved her own way to this path.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite impressive and we get into all of that as well as some other newer projects that like she's working on. But for me who's always interested in process and people's stories, this is her passion like Art is very much her, and uh, just getting her to, to open up about it was a lot of fun. So stay tuned; we'll be back in just a moment with our interview with Reshma Gajjar.
0: So Nazar, I wanted to tell you really quick. Yeah. Rush and I met uh, when <clears throat> we were. Oh my god. <laughs> When we were wearing, like, Superman Juddies like, at the age of 17. Like, I don't even know what we were doing. Not yeah. four. 17, we were wearing Superman Jundies, okay. Oh, For sure. Yeah, of
1: course. As you do. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, instant instantly fell in love.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we we tend, when we get together, not to make too much sense. And, like, our friends that are around us tend to leave. <laughs> um, but it's good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason you bond so much is... Um crazy recognizes crazy yeah so that, that, that,
0: there you go it's crazy Wreck- big heart uh Reshma and i you know you know rush i was thinking i was like we have just there's so many dumb stories i can't even remember everything we've done can you i, I mean it's just no, nonstop. stop it's a blur and, and,
2: yeah and we we bonded over just being being the other like i i i, I feel like that's where we really bonded because um uh, you know, our, our crew was called the Shaft Crew. I mean, come on. And it, like, it's still there. We, and we still, still have it. it's still in yeah. existence. Yeah. We still got our crew, you know, because we were, like, women who were strong and different and didn't want to conform and wanting to, like, figure out how we belong in this world you know, yeah we felt like we were shafted literally that's why that the word came was we felt like we we're being shafted left and right because we were women and so we were well like, and also because
0: we were us and because oh, and we were helped.
2: other yeah we were different and then you and I because you and I in the in the shaft <laughs> we were like shafties within the shaft yeah well they all they
0: also like you know talked about boys and boyfriends in yeah you rush who were scared of boys even though we had like we loved every boy we ever saw. So <laughs> yeah. like, like why don't boys like us? And what's happening?
2: Yeah, what the? And then and then I think you and I also connected because we didn't have a straight path. Yeah, you know, both of us were late bloomers, and we yeah. were late bloomers in our path in the sense that like not to us, like we were comfortable with like our not knowing or like kind of flowing through life and like knowing to follow our heart literally versus our like societal norms. And I think yeah. It was a struggle just to do that, but we bonded. I, I feel like I bonded with you on that level because you were like, "I'm just doing this, and then I'm gonna just do this, and I'm really good at that. And I'm gonna do that, and that's I know yeah. weird to people, but for sure, I think that was it too,
0: Rash. I think I both of us always felt weird and awkward. Yeah. Uh,
1: so give me some give me some history on on you. Like you, obviously, Ami has mentioned that your passion has always been dancing since you were a wee little one so mm-hmm. tell me about growing up and what kind of drew you to and kept you in dance performance art whatever you want to call it like that's in your in your bones it yeah. seems like
2: yeah I I started dancing when I started walking so it all happened at the same time uh, I was had a lot of energy I was bouncing off the walls and my mom was done with me and I think she's like we need to hone <laughs> we need to hone this energy we need to do something positive with it. And so she wanted to put me in like barnatheim classes and at the time there weren't any studios that she could find in our yeah. neighborhood so she found ballet and uh, like a studio that a studio that taught western styles of dance so I was the first styles of dance I started learning starting from the age of 3 was ballet tap jazz tumbling and polynesian which is so random <laughs> obviously but yeah i was like doing luau's like in my little like a hula outfit at the age of four i was doing luals. It's, it was so interesting i i started because my mom wanted to put my energy towards a positive outlet but it took its own path it took its own journey like I literally was dancing because I loved it. I had no idea it could be a profession. The reason that I stayed with it was because also my mother and my father um, uh, were very conservative and um, uh, very open-minded, but they were conservative in the sense that they were uh, strict with me and overprotective, like... Like most, I mean, not most, actually, I felt really unique in that world too as far as my friends got to really go out a lot more than I did. And I think my mom was so afraid of the world and she wanted to protect me so bad that she really kept me in, like inside the house a lot. Inside her womb. (laughs) Okay, inside her womb, (laughs) literally. And, you know, I think that stems from some other things that she, you know, is dealing with in life. But like I was really sheltered And, you know, there's some really beautiful things that came out of that and uh, also some really painful things that came out of that, but but dance was my outlet as far as, like, my freedom. I, I would go to dance class because I felt free. I felt like I could express myself. I felt, like, all my emotions and frustrations about being, you know, in in a house where I felt so loved. I mean, I, I couldn't even be mad at my mom for, like, sheltering me so hard because I knew she just loved me so much. I mean, how could I be mad at her? Some Aww, kids didn't I even love have... auntie. You know, Aww. like, some... I would see my friends in school, like, and their parents don't even care about them, you know? And so I was like, here, my mom loves me so much and yet i also hate her because like she's not letting me go anywhere and i need my freedom so all these emotions and then being first generation american and like the struggles which we all know what that's like and then just being a girl and then also like being you know uh, a minority and it just the list goes on you know of like the struggles and that was the one place that i could express myself and so i yeah. stayed in dance for that reason it like mm-hmm. was my first friend my first love my first everything my therapist you know uh, mm-hmm. my first yeah nazar
0: when you when you meet rashma like you will you just she exudes that that kind of um i don't want to say you don't you see her and she's a dancer but she exudes this like passion and love and just positive energy and vibe and we'll get into that later but she was like born to do this you know and it was (laughs) like although you know resh uh i don't know if a lot of people know this but you also you went to school and studied biology right and you went you got a business law degree
2: this is part of the second half of the story see (laughs) (laughs) i was like how did you end up here okay so this is all the first half of the story where i was just doing it because i needed to survive and it was my first you know expression and uh outlet and then mm-hmm. i <laughs> i decided i wanted to be an actual dancer because i okay well yeah okay i gotta rewind a little bit so my mom and dad were like okay uh you know you go to college now it's time you know i'm in high school you go to college and i'm like yeah yeah that's what i do i go to college yeah. now so here i am like applying for schools and i have no idea what i want to study you know totally clueless but i'm just going with the flow of life And I went to Santa Cruz, and I was going to study marine biology, and I wanted to be a forest ranger. Uh, I kept changing my major. I was like theater arts, uh, forestry, marine biology, because I didn't know what I wanted, you know, like most kids. And that year that I was at UC Santa Cruz, I had never felt like I I, I got depressed because I like literally stopped dancing. And I didn't realize how much of an effect that would have on me. It was just, this is next the next journey in my life. I'm going to college now. So I stopped dancing. I just was studying marine biology and biology and everything. And I got really sad and it was a unique feeling, you know. I mean, I would get sad as a teenager, but this was like different. And I'm like, something is yeah. not right with me and I need to fix this. And I'm going to do something that feels familiar so i went and intuitively took a dance class that the the, the school offered at U santa cruz and the professor of dance was like what are you doing here who are you and forest ranger dancer yeah and, hashtag. and she's like what are you doing here? i was like i'm gonna be a marine biologist and she's like mm, no she <laughs> changed the course of my life she literally was like without even knowing it she was like um okay that's great Mm, that's great, but I'm going to show you something else. And she, she introduced me to this world of dance, which was like a dance convention that was happening in San Jose, not far away from Santa Cruz. And she's like, you should go to this. Mm -hmm. And I went and I'm telling you, my mind was blown. I was like, what is this everybody was like working for michael jackson you know janet madonna you know choreographers from all over the world and it was like a convention for dancers and so that's when i realized oh this is a world this is a profession this is legit i didn't even know and i auditioned for a scholarship while i was there because they were having a scholarship program audition and i got it and i was like Oh my God! I have potential at this. Somebody actually thinks I'm good enough to do this in life. Oh God, my God! This is this is the edge, right? The edge performing. This is the Center? edge. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Edge Performing Arts Center, and that's when the second saga of life happened. And my parents were—I told my parents that I got this scholarship to study for a year at this um, professional academy, and they were like, mm, "No." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Nah, better nah." That's really nah. cute, but no. And this was the first time I, without disrespect, I denied their no. I was like, okay, this is where I'm putting on my pants, and I'm gonna be a big girl, and I'm gonna say, listen, I really want your blessing, but I'm gonna do this with or without your support. So, either you with me, oh, you ain't with me, but I still love you, you know. And it was the first time I did that, and I was 18, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna like. Support myself. I got this.
0: And this is a big deal for South Asian parents.
2: Such a big, yeah, a big deal. I mean, I know my parents were terrified. This is like foreign. This is not like a normal profession. And it's so connected to like bad stigma with entertainment yeah. industry and women are not treated well. And I fully understood their fears.
0: But And by the way, Reshma and I met at a Hindu <clears throat> camp, right? So yeah. like our parents were obviously South Asian and conservative, but yeah. also very religious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Full blown. Yeah. yeah. It seems like.
2: Yeah, and so I said that and and this was after months of crying and trying to like convince them to like be on my side. I finally just stood up to them and said, No. And then my parents are really smart. And they were like, Okay, this is not the time she wanted to be a basketball player, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's serious about this. And they were like, Okay, fine, if you go to school and you get a degree, then we'll support this decision. I was like, that's it. I got this. <laughs> I Please get a degree <laughs> while I try to be a professional dancer. That's cake. No, not cake. It was so God, hard. I
0: remember this conversation, Rash, <laughs> when you were going through it. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'll figure out a degree.
1: Like, nice. It's like yeah. i got the green light. I can yeah. handle this.
2: Whatever makes everybody happy. I get what I want. They get what they want. And it was... You know at the end of the day i'm really grateful i got that degree but it was not easy and it really held me back because i couldn't put 100 percent of my energy into anything i was like yeah. trying to go to school and trying to you know work full-time and audition full-time and be a dancer and also go to school it was just like insane it was insane i yeah. would be on jobs and like studying what it helped me i'd be studying while i was like in the makeup chair you know like people thought i was crazy and i I think it helped me in the sense that it really, really focused my energy. I couldn't really party. I couldn't get into trouble. I couldn't do anything, anything fun. <laughs> it was like besides going to swadia camps, of course. Before, obviously. besides going to swadia camps, yeah, yeah of so.
1: well, was there a time during that school, dancing, auditioning, working? Was there ever a time where you thought about, okay, I've got the green light for my parents. I'm, I'm doing the degree thing. I'm doing what I want to do as well. But then did you ever second guess and be like, well, damn, I, I don't – there's too many plates I'm spinning here. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, th- I got to – it was really hard for me. And I uh, – just going to school I think was appeasing them. I wasn't really taking it super seriously. Like I was just yeah. trying to get through it. I was of just course, trying yeah. to like finish. It was trying to get to the end goal. And my my parents at some point saw that I was struggling. Like and really it wasn't an easy – thing to balance and yeah I remember at one point my parents were like you know what it's okay don't worry about it don't finish school like Aww. it's okay we we know you tried and you're doing this but this is like you're not winning in any of these two games right yeah. and that's when I that's when I was like oh hell no I did not waste <laughs> three years of my life to stop now Okay. Yeah. i am finishing this and i am you know i do not i finish what i start that's a that's actually yeah. a problem of mine like it's a blessing and a curse that i have to finish what i start if you start a movie in the middle of the night homie i have to finish it even if i'm tired and i want to go to sleep i need to finish the movie it's a weird <laughs> weird thing inside of me so i was like i'm finishing this degree i don't care and i did i eventually i finished and it felt really good and now i'm you know, as an adult, super grateful I have this degree because now if I ever want to like get my master's, I don't have to start over. And this is the other thing I, I, a part of me was like, I'm not getting a dance degree because that's not going to serve me as a dancer. I'm going to get a degree (laughs) that has nothing to do with dance so that it's an actual fallback, you know? And so that was, you know, also kind of interesting because it balanced me. My body was, like, doing one thing and my mind was studying another thing. And yeah. that balanced me as
0: well really nicely. But I really I wish you like- did the Forest Ranger thing, Rush. That would have been just I know Just for I the know. outfits. I was actually going to ask you who your first mentor was because I, I never knew.
2: So was it that teacher from USC? No. She was my first. I want to say that she was the first person to, like, kind of change the course of my life got it. Uh not necessarily I wouldn't call her a mentor. I would, I would call her, you know, a hand like she played but she was like playing god an instrument of god yeah. like literally. And
0: um I feel yeah. like you could say your first mentor maybe your sister, right?
2: Do you think? Um I mean
0: like supporting wise or no?
2: I mean my sister definitely was supportive in the sense that she's like you better not run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She would sit me down. She's like, "You better not leave me with these." <laughs> yeah, pieces.
2: no. She'd sit me down, and I'm I'm painting a really bad picture of my parents. My parents are amazing. I mean, no, my, amazing, my father passed away recently, so rest, uh, yeah. you know, peace Aww. to him. But my parents are the the best. I just think, as a young person, I, you know, as everybody, yeah. they hate and love their parents for other, you know, everyone has their own reasons. Yeah. But I wanted my freedom. Like it was like so. I didn't want to be bad. I just wanted to be free. And yeah. so my sister. And I were homies. I mean, we hated each other, and then we, and then we loved each other because we had a common enemy, our parents. And she, <laughs> that's what brought us together. And yeah. she was like, "You cannot." I would tell her, "I was like, I'm saving my like lunch money. I'm gonna run away." Like, a, and she'd be like, "No, you can't because think about mom. Like, she loves you so much." And I'd be Aww. like, "Oh my god, you're right. Like, I would break her heart. I can't do that." That is what she would say to me, and I wouldn't run away.
1: That's like, amazing. It was crazy.
2: My first mentor, I would say, is. On scholarship, on the Edge scholarship program, there was a teacher Wes Felding, which I think Tucker, you may have met because I yes, our first, my first dance company that ever was a part of was Wes Felding's dance company, and he, he was my my teacher on the scholarship program amongst many other teachers, but he was the one that pulled me out of my my. he like he was the first person who kind of like turned me into the first version of an artist as a yeah. as a performer. Like yeah. not just a technician, dancer, he was teaching me how to tell stories through dance. And that also blew my mind. I I yeah. thought he was incredible. I
0: yeah. remember one of your performances oh, many of them, but one of them in New York, <clears throat> maybe this is a couple years later, but it wasn't a, a the audience. oh, I forgot the venue, and I know Wes. Wes was there. Yeah. Um, and uh, the audience was kind of all around you. Yes. Like in a right. What, it was, was, in that? what was, yeah, it was in the, the round?
2: Yeah. In the round.
0: Yeah. That was amazing. I remember that one. What was it called? Just called uh, Walking
2: wall? Through Walls. Yeah. That was the first taste in. Um, the first taste in in like me feeling like I was really like in alignment with expressing myself through dance and storytelling yeah. the way that I wanted to. That felt so good. You know, Like, yeah. finding the right people and community and group of people and artists to, to perform with.
0: And then another thing I was going to ask you, because you, you've obviously been in L.A. and then you're, you're in New York too. I guess what's the differences in dancing in New York and L.A.? Or is it the, kind of the same family?
2: Um, I mean, I can't say speak for now, but at the time, L.A. was very um, – it was more about TV, film yeah, and commercial. commercials, and it was more diverse where New York was a little, it wasn't as diverse yet at all. Like, I had a really hard time working when I was living in New York. And it was not diverse. But, and they were more theater, Broadway, you know, stage, triple threat, singing, dancing, acting all together, you know, being on Broadway. Those are the kinds of gigs. And for me, um, the reason why I went to New York was to be in his dance company. Also, that's another thing. They have way more companies and funding for companies and dance companies actually exist in New York, Um, which I wish more of them could exist in L.A. Uh, Mm. So that's kind of what I was was reaping that the dance company world out there, because I wasn't going to make it on Broadway. Like uh, they weren't hiring Indian people on Broadway. Like that was not Did you ever try out for Broadway? Huh? Did you ever try out for anything in Broadway? I did. I auditioned. Actually, it's so funny. I auditioned for Bombay Dreams and Bombay Dreams was the first time like my heart was broken because I was like... You, like I, I auditioned for Bombay Dreams and I was pissed because like, I was like, I made it to the end of all the dance cuts. Right. And then, yeah, like, I remember. and then they had, yeah. cause I was like, I think in the dance world, I'm a, un- I'm a unicorn. Like there wasn't many Indian dancers who could do Western style of dance. So yeah, I was the only one, at, you know,
0: I'm sure there were I feel others. like you were the first. I mean, I'm t- maybe totally exaggerating here, but. It
2: felt like that. Like, yeah. Definitely right? in LA. In, in LA okay. I was the first. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a big deal.
2: Yeah, and they they didn't end up hiring me. And instead, they hired, and no offense to any of these people, but they hired non-Indians and just made them look Indian.
0: Yeah, And I was like,
2: what? What? I don't yeah. understand. It really broke my heart. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I, I went back to LA. LA is where I, I work more than New York. So yeah. they're more open to diversity.
1: You think if you auditioned today at that same age for a similar production, they would give more... Credulity to to you than than hiring a white or or non Indian actor and then you know, I lack for a better word but painting their skin. I for... would hope
2: so. I mean, I really would hope so. But honestly, the sad truth is, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Like, we don't mm-hmm. even know what is happening behind the scenes as far as like the politics of casting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I really would hope so. But I, 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 couldn't. I wouldn't put my all my money on it, and that's the sad, the mm-hmm. sad, sad truth.
0: Yeah, it is sad. Slowly changing. It's slowly, it's not it is fast, slowly. It is slowly. Fast changing. enough. Yeah. yeah,
2: but not yeah. fast enough. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Nazar, I, I think I mentioned this to you, and we have to name drop a little bit here. But uh, Reshma has been uh, working, has worked with quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Tours. I mean, she's been with Madonna. I think you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Ricky Martin. <laughs> uh, were you with Selena? Uh, Selena Gomez, yeah. Gomez, yeah, Selena Gomez. Um, and uh, I'm I'm sure Resh, you've talked about these tours many times, but just just tell just tell Nazar if you.
2: So Madonna was the first. I mean, I wouldn't say the first because, right before Madonna, I, I worked for uh, this young lady named Stacey Rico, which she was yeah. huge in Asia, and she was actually she made a name for herself here too. A lot. She was kind of. Um, from nashville i think music scene out there came to la anyways at the time she was up and coming and i the big break for me was i i booked a job with tina landon i don't know if you know tina landon but she's like world-renowned choreographer who choreographs for janet and back in the day well i I know her because of you obviously (laughs) i'm lucky i know her Uh, so that was a really big deal for me because she hired me to tour with stacy yuriko and stacy yuriko that was like kind of like a month gig touring all over Asia, Japan, and Korea. And that was kind of like, oh my God, this is like the first legit tour gig that I'm doing. And this, I have to share this story just because it's such a example of how my life, it goes. And I am learning to trust the universe has a plan for me always. Yes. And okay, so here I am in in Asia on tour with Stacey Uriko and having a great time in great people. And I'm on tour with this girl and we're the two girls from LA and we are coming to the end of the tour and it's time to fly back to LA. And, you know, the manager had us flying with everybody else going through Nashville. And I think me and Rice were like, why, why are you having us fly this way? Can you just change our flight so that we're flying directly to LA and kind of saves us some time? And, and they're like, okay, okay, fine. So they change your flight Bo- both both of us land into LAX. We turn on our phones. This is we just got back from an international flight. We turn on our phones, and our agents are like, "I'm not sure if you are back yet, but there's an audition for Madonna today at 4 p.m. or something like that." And <laughs> we literally, what? yeah, we literally just landed <laughs> LAX, and this is me. I'm like, um, uh, and Marcel was like, "I'm going to this," and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm going too. Yeah, of course." <laughs> and so. Thank God she said that because, you know, I was like, this is impossible. This is not going to happen. And she's like, I'm going. And I'm like, I'm going too. And so we me and, me and this young lady, Raistala, show up to this audition for Madonna. Literally go home. We change. We go from LAX, home, change for two seconds, straight to the audition. There were hundreds of people at imagine. this audition. Okay? Hundreds. And... <laughs> You will never believe this. this audition lasted three days. Okay, it was like they should have been paying us at this point. point—three full days. And by the end of the audition, and they auditioned people from New York, from London, from LA. I mean, hundreds. I'm talking. So the first day we learned a like more athletic uh, jazz combination, and then they did a bunch of cuts. Because yeah. there's hundreds of people there, right? So lots yeah. of cutting, lots of like getting through people. Um, the next, the next day we do like specialties you know a, any kind of specialty acts you have there's more cuts then then they bring in the people from new york and london who they audition on the third day to learn a new combo that was a tango combo and then also re-audition the first combination and do more cuts and then m madonna comes and she sees whoever's left uh to do their specialty see the combos change up people uh, see how people work, dance next to each other, look, maybe put this yeah. couple together, change your partner, try it with this person. I mean, like, it was like workshopping, audition,
0: mm. the whole thing. Please tell day. me you did your uh, Polynesian dance. No, I did not do Polynesian Damn it! Dance.
2: But you know what I did do? I did, it was the first time I uh, tried to incorporate, because um, I'm not trained in classical Indian dance, which yeah. is well, one thing that I actually have some, a small little tiny, like, wish I wish I had, you know? Mm. Uh, but I learned steps from friends along the way who have trained and I, I mean was... you
0: definitely did because there is a in the tour uh, Reshma does a whole but not in peace stage and you pulled it off my friend.
2: I was tra- ha- like praying to all the gods and all my friends who were trained. I'm like, you need to teach me properly because I ain't trying to appropriate my own culture. So, <laughs> so I learned the steps properly from people who are trained. I, I kind of like did a fusion with jazz, hip hop, you know, and that was kind of like my, my offering in that yeah. moment to her. And so after that, all dwindled down, dwindled down, cuts, 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 cuts. By the end, uh, and this, this, by the way, was all documented. So there's a movie about yep. about this experience and this tour. It's called "I'm Gonna Tell You a Secret." So you actually can mm. see our process. I mean. Not in great detail, but now you will know it, the backstory. Is it like
1: accessible on YouTube or anything like that? Or it is accessible,
2: definitely online. I don't know, and parts okay. of it are on YouTube for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let's try to find out. You actually
2: may see me
0: on there because for four days in Chicago, I decided I was on tour
2: with Madonna. That's right. And I
0: literally <laughs> never left Rushma's side. Like she, she I was in I,
2: my pit. She was in the pit.
0: Yeah, I was in the pit for four nights. Madonna, the fourth night was like, "Who are you, and why are you? Why do you keep coming?" Yeah. And I pre- pretty much stayed at Rush's hotel. Fell in love with every male dancer yeah. ever, gay or straight. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was the highlight of my Chicago career. That's how we
2: roll. <laughs> see?
0: Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was my Madonna tour. Story, continue.
2: By the end of that audition, then it's all documented. They, she puts us all in a room and she's like, you guys all got the job. And it was like, blah, like yeah. total How many people total moment. was it? But this is part, the ending of the first part of the story I was saying is that like me and Raisedala were the only girls from LA to book that job. Nice. And we weren't even supposed to be there because our flights were supposed to be going through Nashville. We weren't even going to make it to that audition. And yet we were the only two girls from LA that got that tour the universe man and i was like yeah see it's like the universe is working with you as as long as you're also working hard like yeah. i think both of those things are always they all have they have hand to be in hand. they have to be yeah. hand in hand like you have to be yeah. working hard but the universe at the, at the end of the day you don't have control over your over what's going to happen you don't you only have control over like the work you put into something and then yeah. everything else you have to literally leave it up to universe and they have your back even if you think that oh my god i didn't get the gig it was in your favor because there's something else. I know that's like, it. everyone always says that, but I can tell you in my life, every time I look back in hindsight, it is exactly that for everything. So that was Madonna. That was, <laughs> that was like, what, how many months? Uh, that was, uh, I'd say like eight months. And then I did the second tour too. I did confessions as well. Yeah, so, wow. I mean, when she got that gig, Nazar, like, all of us in the Shaft
0: crew thought we got it, too. Totally. Like, I was telling like, everyone I was own. on tour with Madonna. Yeah, and amazing. they're like, what do you do? I'm like, nothing. I'm <laughs> just on tour with her.
2: <laughs> You're like, I scream from the pit. So, music video, do you have any favorite ones that you did? Oh, favorite music videos? Ooh. Oh, I really loved the Hozier video. That um... Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, the Hozier video. For, what, what song was that for? um the work song oh okay yeah, yeah work song that was a good it one. that was a really fun artistic music video i really yeah. enjoyed cool. that
0: ultimate goals so of course you know rush is also has done commercial work is doing commercial work work acting all that stuff but in terms of dance rush mm. um and now that we're adults quote unquote <laughs> do you have like any ultimate goals with it or are you just kind of like let's just see how it goes next week still
2: yeah see i am everybody's like worst nightmare when the word goal comes up because like I don't I've never really had goals I I really just follow a feeling and for me I think the goals for me the goals are good but they also are limiting and I feel like because I know that I'm not in total control the goals are almost pointless I have to just follow a feeling and as long as I'm in like the truth of how I want to be as an artist then I'm happy like I don't have a goal like I want to this that and the other because for me it's not it's not the end goal it's the process it's the journey it's the experiencing the making of the art with this person I really love collaborating with different kinds of artists and making you know whether it's commercial or it's art or it's performance art or whether it's like a tangible piece of art or whether it's an acting thing or a dancing or style, a fashion film, like whatever it is, I I'm having too much fun with the flow. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I live. Anyways. I live in the flow. I don't have a total full concept conception of who I even am yet to have a goal. So for me, it's like constantly learning who I am, through the process, and yeah. well, rush yeah. people
0: would die to kind of be like that, like not have to think about or or have this. Oh, I have to have a goal because at the end of the day, it is yeah. the journey, you know. And yeah. which is why I think you're you are because when when Nazar was asking about you, and I was like, she's not a dancer, she's not an actor, she's an artist. You yeah. are an artist, <laughs> and, and I love and, and, you. In every definition of the word slash my my wife slash husband, <laughs> wife. Means- um, but, like, that's – I think you are, to me, when I think about you, you know, not just as my sister from childhood, but, like, I think of you as one of the very – as as an artist, which is very rare in, in the truest form. In every way. The way you also you live your life, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why I think you're a South Asian trailblazer. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to talk to you and, and and Nazar wanted to learn more about your
2: acting stuff. Acting and also, sorry, yeah. producing, right, uh, Rush? Um, I've done a little bit of producing. Okay. But – that's not my the, the hat that I wear. Um, mainly, yeah. Mainly, yeah. yeah. I do like to be behind the scenes, but I'm more uh, interested in still being a performer. Yeah. Um, but I love crea- being part of the creation process, even though it's behind the scenes. I think producing, I did actually in India. Uh, I remember yeah. I was producing, but I was also acting. I was producing and acting a acting, film yeah. with our friend Uni. Um, yeah. So with acting, it's interesting because I've always been interested in acting. But I always, I I was smart enough and a little maybe too smart to know that dancing had a shelf life. And mm-hmm. so I had to put all my rocks and stones and eggs in that basket because that only could go very far. With acting, I can do that till I'm 100, you know. But I need my body to be in shape and healthy and, you know, uh, able to do what it needs to do as a, as a dancer. And that... Yeah unfortunately, has a shelf life as far as like, you know, commercially, like I'm going to dance until Mm -hmm. the end of time. And I'm going to work as long as anyone wants me to be dancing. I'm never (laughs) going to say no, because, you know, and I I know some dancers who are still working and, and they're like in their 80s, and they still work. I mean, it's amazing. They're like, yeah, amazing. But, you know, they're lesser and lesser jobs, so I knew that about dance out the gate, and and everyone always always like, oh yeah, your career's going to end by this age, and I actually was like, no, I'm good, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dance as long as I can, and I'm pff, I'm still dancing, <laughs> I can't believe it, like I'm dancing with the kids, it's kind of the <laughs> best amazing. thing ever, yeah, hell yeah, um, and I think because I I was really smart about dance, I I was never trying to like prove myself. Uh, so I never hurt myself, knock on wood, badly because I was like desperate or like trying to prove myself to somebody. I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to be smart about everything I do because this is, I only get one body. And yep. once I screw that body up, I'm, there's, the health is wealth. Like I know that's, like, but that's, and, and this is my job. Like this is my job. So I really have yeah. to take care of my that's body. That's like the so,
0: best auntie quote of the day. Health is yeah. wealth.
2: Health yes. is wealth. So... So acting has always been there, but uh, I wanted to do dance first so I can really go in and and get that, you know, out of my system. And and then I felt like uh, dance felt like uh, I can only get so far, you know, as an expression, uh, expressing myself as an artist. Acting is like another tool, another way to express myself as an yeah. artist. So, yeah. um, and d- through dance, there's so much storytelling happening mm-hmm. that... The transition into acting is not oh, it is not that Isn't hard. That it's not as, as challenging. Yeah. It's not as challenging as long as you can um, take the dancer out of you. You know, when you are right. acting, that you are going back to the humanity, like being a human and not a dancer. And I think that's something that I think um, has been really challenging. That people assume because you're a dancer. it's really hard for you to act because you know dancers can't get out of their body they're dancers you can see a dancer walking from a mile away that they're a dancer right and sometimes that doesn't help you when you're trying to act you know you're not trying to look like a dancer and some dancers aren't able to take that out of them to Mm. be an actor or use it to their benefit or take it away to benefit them and i think i can do that like i can take out the dancer in me so that i can be ambiguous and like people don't need to know that I'm a dancer, but it's helping me. Um, Yeah.
1: Right.
2: You know, the tools from that is helping me. And so anyways, dancing has, um, comfortably led me into the acting. Kind of like a training in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: so and and in some of these movies that i'm about to drop american beauty i feel like american beauty was the first one rush or no yeah american first beauty big was one.
2: yeah the first the first big one
0: which we all thought we got into as well <laughs> um and then um i know 500 days of summer i know mm-hmm. you did a, a dancing uh part gig there right yeah, um, and
1: is that then the, is that the main one in five hundred where it's in the like park with the fountain and stuff? Exactly, the
2: dream sequence. The, the, the dream,
0: dream sequence. sequence. Yeah. You'll see her as soon as Great. you see see the see that part. <laughs> um, and then, I, and we have to talk about La La Land. So oh. I don't, Nizar, I don't know if you uh, saw this one. You found out. You very found recently, out. That's why I figured. And I know Rest. You probably talked about this a lot recently, but we had to. We had to talk about it. here. Oh yeah, I'm happy. to The talk girl in the yellow dress. Um, mm-hmm. How was it, and how has it been since then, and and how have you
2: felt about the experience? Uh, La La Land was a dream. Like, it was a total dream. And this was a perfect example of, like, uh, blending acting with dancing, being a human in, you know, and being ordinary and in an extraordinary circumstance, you know, being a dancer but also a pedestrian, you know, in that scene, and... It was like it was it was a dream come true because I didn't No no one knows when you're like making a film that it's going to end up being a phenomena. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're just making stuff. And then exactly. And then later on when people see it and then they end up, you never know. Some people might be into it. Some people not into it. And then it ends up being like an Oscar, you know, an Oscar film. You know, you're just like, how did it? Same thing happened with yeah. American Beauty. Like, you're just making something. Yeah. You're just part of something. And then next thing you know, it's like winning an Academy Award. And um, for me, La La Land is really, really special because, one, it really um, symbolizes uh, me moving into the acting and and me using all of the the skills that I love, dancing included. Like, I am dancing and acting in that, you know. So that's, yeah. that's a really really close to my heart that I get to do both of those in this movie. And then also um, that I get to represent diversity, you know, like yeah. that, that I was shocked that Damien Chazelle actually casted me for this part. Like I did not expect to do that. And I did not expect it to be featured. Like I didn't, as much as it was. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's a very small part. I mean, part, it was so. all
0: over the place, Rash. Everyone was, I mean, loved it. A, mm-hmm. you were, I would say kind of the lead in that scene,
1: you know. Yeah, you're. The, I mean, you're the first uh, character that you see in the movie and singing, performing, and it's like you are a character from that in very the movie. first moment. You're yeah. like, okay, where? What am my art, eyes following? And it's your character. So that's that's got to be amazing. I
0: think you were wearing your Superman jutties <laughs> too. So I, I think that helped. I'm gonna I'm Good gonna give myself reason. credit for no reason. Yeah, yeah, as usual, I give myself
1: credit for Rushman's like career. Basically.
2: You can take yeah. all the credit. <laughs> I feel so much more comfortable that way actually. <laughs>
1: So what was that? What was that audition? Was there an audition process for that as well? Where you said that Damien Chazelle was actually um, like part of casting you? Okay. Or was there scenes with like or, or auditions with choreographer many Moore? Or how did that work?
2: Okay, so this is also you guys. I love telling stories. In case you can't Yay! tell, because everything is such a story with me. Um, it is. It's you well, okay? So this is also unique how this happened. This again, it happened to me like. Okay, so obviously I've been working really hard as a dancer, blah, 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 blah. cut two. I've I know I've known Mandy Moore for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've actually never really worked together, but we've known each other. And she, along with um, a bunch of other dancers, hired us to be the skeleton crew for the dance sequences in this movie. So gotcha. uh, skeleton crew is basically the people... Okay, so these are like huge production numbers, but obviously you can't like you have to map out a production number before you actually shoot it because it's like Mm -hmm. takes a lot of uh, factoring in many different elements, especially this first piece, which is happening on a freeway with cars and props and you know, all kinds of things. So in order to actually plan this out, you need to have a skeleton crew learn the choreography. You know, there's a, a a fake, you know, parking lot. We are using our own cars. You know, to like map out what it's going to look like, kind of, you know, figure out pathways and workshop, cr- you know, where someone's going to go here and the, where the mm-hmm. camera is going to go, where the camera's you gonna know, go, yeah. all of this planning has to happen in these huge production numbers before you can start rehearsing, even start rehearsing with the real dancers and then shooting with the real people on the real set. So there's a lot that goes behind these big production numbers. And so I was part of the skeleton crew. And uh, I'm not really sure who placed me as traffic as, as the first girl, uh, mm-hmm. somebody put me as that part. And so I was doing that part, you know, I was helping create that role. And, um, and because I, you know, I'm enjoying my life, I'm going to do it full out. Like I actually am doing this role. So like, you know, so yeah, I was is. like, acting like this was my part but never do i think this is my part because one i'm thinking you know this is definitely gonna go to somebody who's um uh uh, you know a non-minority and then on top of that not a minority of a minority like of indians (laughs) within the minority like that was just never gonna happen so i'm just having a lot of fun with this role and Um, Damien Chazelle comes to our rehearsals because he has to see what we're coming up with and he's seeing us do this you know these rehearsals he's coming and seeing them he's he's watching me he's taping all of us you know with his iPhone you know um, and they had auditions for this this role that I was doing and I would hear Mm -hmm. about it people were like oh I auditioned for that part that you're you know working on and I'm like oh my god cool you know and I just keep hearing about the auditions and they auditioned all kinds of people and most of them were like white with brown hair like you know like a like a normal american this is american like musical film too another reason why i would never think an indian girl would be opening this film yeah so i'm definitely not thinking it's mine and then I get hired to actually do the film where I'm like, oh, great. I'm starting rehearsal. I'm going to go and blah, blah, blah. I go to rehearsal and it was so anticlimactic, you know, like when everyone's like, what was it like when you found out that you got the part, you know? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Chazelle- are they talking like yeah. they're the mafia? <laughs> <Deming Chazelle called laughs> me. Yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It was actually like I showed up to <laughs> rehearsal because I thought I was going to be one of the dancers in Traffic, the number that opens the film. Or any number in these films, and then and then Mandy like puts me in that role, and I was like, like she's just like, oh yeah, you're gonna be playing, you know, the girl in yellow, and I was like. Wait, what? Like it was like just like a throwaway, you know, like she may not have viewed a big deal of it. Like, because I don't think she realized how big of a deal it was going to end up being, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so in the end of the day, I think Damien decided to just go with me. Yeah. Wait. So was the yellow dress part of it originally or did that happen later? No, it was. I, I, as far as I knew, it was always um, okay. I'm in a yellow dress because I think you're right. The role that I play in that is like kind of a foreshadowing of another version of her. I'm just basically playing another version of Emma Stone's character, which is a dreamer, you know, like uh, yeah. someone who has, you know, a dream and is following it, and you know the purity of that, and and so I was that just is one, you another yeah. archetype of her character, you know, but
0: basically you should have won the Oscar, dude. Oh Pretty come one, on, please, please
2: stop it. Keep it up. <laughs> next stop next it.
0: time, next time,
2: some other time, okay. <laughs> so
0: I also actually want to talk to you about your work with Monica. Dogra, right? Yes, Yeah, Monica. that's your girl. And I know you guys have worked on a short film together.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: So to, is it, has it been one film or has it been a few things? Cause I know you guys have worked together a couple times. She's based in India, right? Or in L.A.?
2: Yes. Monica is based in India, in Bombay. Yeah. Um, and she travels a lot. A lot. She travels. Uh, she's, I believe, in New York right now. She may be coming through. Uh, she comes through L.A. often. you know, she's one of those people who is super versatile She's really talented and gorgeous, and um, she's made a name for herself in India so much that I think it will help her transition into the states. And I think that's what her goal is—that it'll it'll take her here. And so, yeah. I've known her um, for years. I met her when I was producing and acting in that short film in India, and she was—I uh, met her at a birthday party. And kind of like how you and me fell in love, Tucker, like we fell in yeah. love. I like saw her across the room, and I was like, "Who are you?" I'm in love, And then we ended up being roommates that year. And, you know, we just hit it off. And I've always known that I, I, I collaborated with her. I performed at a performance art piece for her like live show. Cause she's a, she was in a band called Shire and Funk. And so I performed live in India at a, at a, at a, a venue for her. And that was the beginning, the very first thing we ever collaborated on. And, and yeah. since then we just, you know, we collaborate on, you know, uh, music videos, and for her and this one piece that you're talking about is called shiver and it was it was a it's more like a music video a narrative music video so it's not like a short film but it feels like it when you're watching it because it's taking you on on a journey it's not like just a music video um and she asked me to be, you know, the, the the girl in this video. And I was, of course, like, I love collaborating with her. And it was such an, an amazing, another story, guys. Not surprising. Yay! It was such an amazing experience <laughs> because here I was able to like collide both of my worlds, my Indian part of me and my American part of me, my Western and Eastern, because um, we shot it in India. We shot it in Bombay in an old yeah. theater and And it's basically um this this shoot was all about the other, the sisterhood a uh, uh, a bunch of different variations of of a sisterhood, you know, and um my the lead character was me kind of like going through this this theater and seeing different versions of what symbolizes a sisterhood right and and then auditioning basically putting my heart out and like bleeding you know my heart (laughs) to audition to be one of them you know Mm -hmm. and that was that was kind of the theme and i'm in india okay and i'm also like because i grew up very conservative i'm also kind of conservative in nature in the sense that like when i go to a country i kind of like adapt i like if if people are taking off their shoes to enter the home i'm super and when i go to india i'm like i i am an expat but i also like i'm very conservative in the way that i am just because well you're you're respectful i'm super I think. respectful at one yeah. and two sometimes i just there's so many battles to fight i don't want to also be battling the fight of like guys looking at me you know what yeah. i mean like I, that's just the culture unfortunately of india that like because it's so repressed you walking down the street and you're showing any kind of skin, you're just getting an attention that you just don't want, and I just—it's it's not a happen. battle I want to fight. So yeah. I just am like, I'm just gonna be. I real. mean, we like it a little bit. But I mean, know. yeah, depending <laughs> on who's looking at you, right? So double standard. So I, I was I was on in this theater, and um, if you shot anything in India, it's like mostly men okay and like there's 12 guys holding up a light like you have a lighting guy and you have like it's not like one light you have like one light but like yeah like 10 guys holding (laughs) it like so there's tons of men in this room and I'm in like a really small leotard okay so for me I'm already like I'm already pushing my own limits just being in India now here in America I would wear that and I wouldn't really be like phased but I made note of the fact that I am like in a Leotard. That's yeah. not just a leotard. It's also riding up my butt while I'm dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay, like so it was turning into. Yeah, it's into it's a totally
0: wind. different atmosphere there. Yeah, it's
2: totally different. And yeah, I'm d- <clears throat> and it's a whole like a dance performance that I do on a stage, and it just like it's contemporary jazz, stylized um, uh, performance arty like piece, and you know we do the first take and i am dancing it's such a beautiful actual memory for me because it was like i'm dancing i can barely see anybody there's lights on me i'm on this beautiful stage with a red carpet i'm in a like black black blackish leotard and like gold curtains behind me and i'm like doing this dance and i'm like bleeding my heart it's the first time and you have to go all the way through and do the whole piece it's like a two minute dance okay and this, you know, I'm aware that my leotard's going up my butt, you know, and there's men everywhere. And like at the end of the number and the yelled cut and I'm done. And it's like pin drop silence. Okay. I'm just like, what just happened? Like, did I, did uh... everyone just, was everybody just like, that was horrible. Yeah. Like what the hell was that? Like, and then the girl yeah. who was like the wardrobe girl came up to me. and was like fixing my wardrobe. Cause we're going to do another take. And I'm like, um, is everything okay? And she was like, Oh my God that was amazing and I was like, okay 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 well okay as long as it wasn't like awful I was just, like okay yeah and the, the producer of the the video came up to me and he was like all these men in the room are like where is she from what is she what is she doing what is that style of dance I was so happy because these men weren't looking at me like like a sex object they were looking at me like an alien and that. <laughs>
0: that's cool. awesome
2: that's you know awesome. what I mean yeah, yeah of yeah. course because they didn't because even... you, ex- you expected to be the other way yes I expected like that was what I was projecting and that was my fear and my discomfort And here like they were like what is this alien on stage what is she doing I've never and it what it that did was like empowered me because I'm like this is art this is where art makes a difference because here I was doing something that they'd never seen before like yeah it's opening conversation of like of not only art, but also the story that I'm telling. And then like, what is this uh, piece all, you know, then they get interested, you know, it's like, that was this really powerful moment for me. And and you, one do, and you don't
0: expect it. You don't expect it because we're, we're not judging it. them, but you know, you just, you don't think it.
2: Yeah. You're, you just don't know what they're thinking. And so to yeah. find out that that's what they were thinking, it was like, this is why I love being an artist. Because this is exactly what art does. It like, connects people and it opens conversation it it changes it like it removes stereotypes like the fact that they were not looking at me like a sex object they were looking at me like an alien like here I was projecting about them you yeah. know I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt that they can actually see what I was you know what I mean like it just yeah it, all of it all of it was just so powerful that's amazing and why I love yeah. doing that kind of work so I, I was
0: going to ask you to to wrap this segment up about acting and and other other performance art your ultimate goal but you're probably going to you're probably going to say the same thing, right? Day by day, like see what happens.
2: I'm always taking things one day at a time. I know. And um and I uh, That's the way to I, live, my
0: friend. Yeah, I take things one day yeah. at
2: a time and I love doing things that you know my, my favorite kinds of work, honestly. Like, if I had to pick what I did every day, were like would be like fashion films because I get to oh deal God. with style because I love I love style and I love yeah. I love clothes. And then um, I get to move and you know incorporate movement and acting and it's film. Um, and I'm gonna be working. Um, I work with a dance company called Hysterica every now and then. And okay, uh, that's a project that is coming up. Is that I'm we're gonna be doing like a fashion art movement film um I just worked with uh Catherine Bigelow which I don't know if you know who she is which you should because she's a boss she's the only woman to ever have for
1: for those that don't know she's also she's the director and also written on like Hurt Locker Zero Dark Thirty yeah so she's no big deal Detroit most recently
2: she's the only woman who's ever won an Oscar for directing yeah and that's amazing um, so I just worked with her which was really great um, are you able
1: to talk about what the project is? Um,
2: It was a commercial for Mercedes. And it was kind of awesome because commercials are usually like, you're in one day, you're out the other day. But this was like we shot a short film. <laughs> we were, it was like yeah, a three-day shoot. And we were working together like every day for three days. And How amazing. Yeah, it was such an amazing process. And she is wonderful. And I just couldn't believe I was having... The experience working with her. So day by day, of course. Yeah, w- I think it day you by day. Are. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I actually wanted to. So Nazar, we I told you you know Rush and I met through the Hindu camps, and after that just became sisters from another mister. Mm-hmm. Um, so Resh, you know, we're all older. I, I guess you can say a little bit, not too much more, but a little bit older. And, and you know, I I haven't changed my point of view on. And, and I know you're a spiritual person, as I am. Um, how how do you, how are you viewing spirituality now? Like, I know we went to Hindu camps mm-hmm. and kind of practiced mm-hmm. Hinduism or whatever. Do you, is your point of view on religion or spirituality different now that you're older? I mean, I know you've always been open to it. It's not like mm-hmm. you have to be Hindu or have to be this. But do you? Do you still practice or like how are you viewing religion and now that you're older and married and wiser?
2: <laughs> wiser. Mm. Um. And Well, it's funny because uh, just to clarify, my parents, I wouldn't I wouldn't even like label them religious. I feel like yeah. they were always really just spiritual, spiritual. And that is the one thing that they they gifted me. Like, you know, some families yeah. like the kids, they're like, oh, my parents, they really taught me about music. And I got music from them. They were really educated by me. Oh, my parents, man, they really, like... They're the reason why I know anything about art because they, like, grew up going to museums, blah, blah, blah. Everybody has, like, something that their parents gave to them. And truly, my parents gave me spirituality. Spirituality. Like, my mom... Which, you know,
0: I feel like that... By the way, I'm sorry I cut you off, but, like, I already... I already sensed you were more spiritual than religious the day I met you yeah. anyways but you know having gone to these Hindu camps for so many years yeah I just kind of wonder what your thoughts were on it now
2: I started meditating yeah um because I felt like uh, my spirituality was only taking me so far as far as like I'm a server like I love to serve you know yeah. and so there's always a cause to serve there's always a need to serve And I I mean, the Hindu camps, like what we were learning and why I loved it so much was because it was mostly about the Gita, you know, and the Gita is, is not, I I mean, as much as you want, it's considered religious. It's very spiritual and it's so many lessons and values in it. And it's a philosophy. It's not like it's, a and and the the Hindu camp that I, that we grew up going to was more about a lifestyle, you know, and like the values that you, you incorporate into your life. And this is kind of like where I was getting to actually in alignment with like my work life. Like I was touring a lot. And so the touring, I was really able to learn about the world. And I was so much about being out and like seeing and learning from the people, from the world, from the culture, from the countries, from, you know, the artists that I was working with. Like it was all about outside of me, you know, and yeah, and after I finished touring, because I, I made a decision to stop touring because I was like, okay, I did it. I did it like five times. I did it yeah, uh, amazingly. I loved it. And now I'm done. And now it's time for me to go inside. Like I need to go yeah. inside. And so I was like, you know what? I need to like help myself. And so yeah. what I've learned is that meditation is like uh, my new uh, way of like my spiritual practice in the sense that like I'm not... Yeah. I'm not going to, like... I mean, I still go to temple and, like, all of those things. But um, I feel like meditation is the way that I can serve the world in the sense that it's, like, vibrational. And I know that feels, like, so minute, but I am learning more and more how, like... how it is actually making a change. How powerful it is, I remember seeing this movie... Oh, God, what was it called? Baraka. Was it called Baraka? Yeah, Baraka is like that. And I remember seeing this one... One of the images was just like monks meditating in the mountains. I I realized because also I value myself on productivity. like, And I got that from my mama too. You know, like, what did I do? Uh, All this productivity will then lead to my value and my worth. And I'm like, I need to get out of that trap. So I have to learn how to just be. It's not about just doing. I have to be a being. And so can I be a being and vibrate positivity without like the list of things to do and feeling good about accomplishing that list. Yeah. And I was really suffering from that. So meditation has been my like my new uh, expression of my spirituality and it's it's definitely um I do it you know I try to do it every day like literally every month. I
0: love that dude. And I I completely believe in what you're saying and I think uh, the the whole meditation and the positive vibe things and, and the energy that you're throwing out there I think that is a branch of Hinduism and all religions you know that's kind yeah of the end the end goal right yeah dude I need to meditate every day my friends <laughs> I need to sleep first but no I love that so uh, actually I was gonna bring it back really quick so Reshma and I also spent some time in India together mm-hmm. and uh, I don't really remember it very well <laughs> <laughs> but you were working for a non right oh is this one You were Aunt- doing Indicore? In decor, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you about next kind of like the nonprofit world and giving back because I mean, and I'm not saying this cuz I want a hug from you, but I do like <laughs> you you do have one of the biggest hearts I that I know, and not only being an open-minded person, but you are a giver. That's that's one of the best words. So I was just wondering, are have you had are you able to work with any nonprofits now or anyone or besides obviously the meditation thing, but, Oh yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So I, um, I volunteer for a nonprofit that is disseminating and, um, preserving Indian art and, um, is also part of the meditation practice that I do. So, uh, that is one nonprofit that I serve. And then also, i i've been doing a a mentorship program um okay where i mentor i haven't started this year but the last couple years i was doing a mentorship program Mm. where uh, i was matched with a couple of kids in an underserved community and that was really that was really cool because you know i was like i didn't really have many mentors growing up like nobody was showing me the way yeah. You know, and I, I met a mentor of somebody's and I was just like jealous and I don't get jealous often. Okay. <laughs> man, You had a mentor and then like, <laughs> I still need a mentor. Like, and you're like, I had the shaft. crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Fine. Like if I don't have a mentor, I didn't have a mentor when I was growing up. I had to figure this out for myself. I had to pave my own way. I'm like, if yeah. I can't have had one, I'm going to be one. And that's kind of what like yeah. inspired me to like start working in this mentorship program, which was really cool because what I ended up getting where I ended up getting matched with kids who are first-generation American. And let me tell you, I, I don't need to tell you guys. Yeah, you all get it. Being first generation yeah. American man, we need mentors like to show us the yeah. way. Like and so we connected on that level like that's where I really got to help them where I was like, "Yeah, dude, I get it. I get how hard it is to be first generation American. How do you balance yeah. respecting and and preserving and honoring where you came from and but also but being, giving yourself the being yourself freedom to yeah. like be who you are and balancing american with whatever culture you came from and the parents that come along with that like appeasing the parents and respecting them but also like figuring out what battles to fight for and like really truly like f- when you know you're right like you can't just be yeah. b- fighting for stupid shit. like you got to really yeah. like save the battles that you really want to fight for and knowing when it's right to fight, you know, what those battles are. It's just like, there's a lot. And so I started doing that. I also love old people. So She does. She I'm loves old
0: people a lot. I'm really
2: <laughs> obsessed. So like, if you were to be like, who are your heroes? I'd be like, old people. They're my favorite. And yeah. anybody who is old and still stepping outside of their home is my hero. Because it's hard to step outside your home and be an old person, especially. (laughs) So, um, I'm not part of a mentorship. I mean, sorry, I'm not part of a nonprofit with old people, but I do take time to talk to all the old people that I know and go visit them, take them out. Like this weekend, I'm taking out my favorite old old friends from the, the apartment complex I used to live in, and I'm taking them out for their birthday and um taking them out to dinner and they're old like i'm talking like like walker you know and she's my hero like truly like she walks down the street with a walker she can't even look up she has to look down and she's walking around in hollywood and she takes the bus and she still works and she still goes to the dorothy chandler pavilion and all kinds of theaters to watch performances and she's like in her mid 80s and she's in pain and she's on morphine like every day, <laughs> and she still steps out of her house, and That's I'm like, right "You there. are my hero."
1: Where Where do you think that appreciation of, as you so delicately put it, old people, where does it, Where does that come <laughs> from? Because I, I think I have that as well, and it's It sometimes starts um, from a young age and with home, and when you're seeing grandparents and people that you maybe have gone to temple with or you know mosque or whatever. You kind of grow up and you're like, wow, these are the people who we should not be forgetting. They've, they've There's a whole lifetime in their eyes and we should show some uh, respect and appreciation I for I like them. that,
2: Nazar. Lifetime in their eyes. Yes. I think <laughs> oh, I, it starts with just me thinking old people are cute and it's a little creepy. Like I think they're really That's cute. That's pretty creepy. Like I, I find them adorable and I know they probably hate me because they're like, I ain't cute. You know, like, I, yeah. you know, I know so many, par- so many of my friends, moms, like I, one of my favorite things to do is meet people's parents because it just says so much about a person and I want people to meet my parents because they will say so much about me. And then everyone's like, ah, I get it. Yeah. I fully understand why you are the way you are, Rush. <laughs> so, so it started with that. Like just meeting people's parents and then, you know, we're getting older and our parents are getting older. So I'm meeting people's parents who are getting older and my own parents, you know, are older. And just like my mom and then seeing old people on the street. And then also, you know, in L.A., I I noticed the lack of it. See, like, uh, you know, I, I love India. I love the motherland. I love India. Like this also serving india like when i went to do Indocor, that's like another story if you ever want to hear that story oh my but God, like that could be a whole other podcast yeah so yeah so old people in india are like so boss and they're so integrated in, into society and there are multi-generational homes and i love that and so when i was living in la i'm like where are the old people and i think it's because in la everything's about how you look everything is so so much about a superficial like uh like how how we look that old people just they don't have a place you know here and i noticed that they were missing and i think that's when i was like oh i need to find the old people in la and so i did actually volunteer at the senior citizen center around the block from my old apartment and that was kind of the beginning of me like finding the old people and then i realized i don't need to like go to a nonprofit to serve old people i can just find the old people in my neighborhood and serve them you know i don't need to like you know like i just need to be nicer to them i need to acknowledge their presence you know and like it doesn't have to be through a nonprofit. it's just part of like it's kind of like way of life it's lifestyle it's like meditation daily life yeah
0: which is could i i kind (laughs) of like what you wrote on your instagram account living lifetimes daily like i feel i feel like that's you yeah I don't even know what I did yesterday
2: because it was a lifetime ago.
0: <laughs> which is amazing. That's that's kind of what people strive to get to. So I think that's I wanna be you when I grow up, Rush. Seriously. I'm done. So I want to sum up this section and, and then we're gonna to get to our last part, which is fun questions. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment being in this industry for so long? In like one sentence.
2: A longevity. Yeah. And versatility. I think that is um, the biggest triumph for me because, okay. <clears throat> yeah. One sentence. Done.
0: All right. So we're going to go to a, it's, it's called the, it's just fun questions. First thing that comes on your mind and just, you know, bust out with it. What is your favorite word?
2: My favorite word is discombobulated, just because I like the way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want okay. to relate to my life, I could give you another word. <laughs> Please do. Okay. Okay. Um, but I could say, I don't have a, a favorite word, but right now the word that I've been um, focusing on is limitless. I like both. I
0: approve. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Technology. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you did You did good this time, though. Thank We're all right. you. It was a good setup. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
2: Oh, man. I want to – I wish I uh, – I want to be able to play the piano and sing.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I'll play my guitar and then we can start a <laughs> band. Done. Done and done. I have to insert myself everywhere.
2: <laughs>
0: if your lovely husband, Miles, had to describe you in a few words, what would he say? I'm a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he would say. I like it, though. We're going to keep Okay. One. I like if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, my God. I thought we just lost her. <laughs>
2: <Hello>? <laughs> you just went there. You went from favorite word to Bhagwan? Like, what the? Bhagwan. <laughs> Man, what would I want God to say to me? Oh, I would just want a hug.
0: Yeah.
2: I just want to look sense. deep into its eyes.
0: <laughs> and
2: just hug me. And do a slow dance? And like just do a slow dance. That would be lovely. No words need to be said. We just look into each other's eyes and we would dance. Okay, last question.
0: And this is more of a summary of your future projects. So anything that you're currently working on or anything you can talk about?
2: Well, I am doing multiple things at the moment. Um, I'm going to be doing that art film uh, installation type dance film thing coming up, which I can share with you guys when it comes out i don't know when it will i just actually a movie that i worked on a film called sisters which is the debut uh the directorial debut of sia and so that should be coming out pretty soon um Ooh, very cool what else the commercial i worked with katherine bigelow will be coming out soon which is cool i am workshopping a film that my friend and colleague is writing with me in the in her mind as the lead and it's kind of like another musical uh film which will be really cool so that's something that we've been workshopping and it's called safety in numbers so keep your eyes peeled about that randomly in a side note this is what I mean by limitless yo like I'm doing wardrobe for uh my husband is a director and so I am doing wardrobe for his the first short film that he's directing this week or next week I think
0: I mean I'm surprised you haven't done more in fashion by the way not that you would start your own line but girl I mean that's your thing you know what
2: I would love and I'm putting a plug out look if anybody out there wants to sponsor me and like (laughs) I am all about like collaborating with artists that are in alignment and I would love to collaborate with different whether it's like um, artists or designers or you know like brands and just like Represent if they're in alignment with like my values and we share the same values. I would yeah. love to team up with these people. Like that's why don't that, you? Um... I know I'm not a businessy person, so I'm really like I said, technology yeah. and all that stuff. I'm really like that's my my weakness. But um, I feel like there's so much more I could be doing, and I just don't know how to tap into all that. Oh yeah. Also, um, I just got back from a job in Saudi Arabia, which again another podcast. Amazing. But that job led me to. Inspired me to do a documentary on my experience. So I just have to get myself together to actually put this documentary together about what that experience was like. Um, Because I was there, I was hired to be part of a like history in the making, groundbreaking like performance where a woman would be dancing on stage in that culture, which has not happened ever. Yeah.
0: So that's like the most conservative culture. Yeah.
2: So that whole experience, I was trying to document as much as possible and i i'm, I'm going to hopefully finish and do this documentary and also while i was there yo i just got to plug in something real quick you know oh, i yes. wrote a, me and my friend you know jonathan we wrote a rap and so I'm coming out with a music video. <laughs> Shut up. I'm putting up, that's together. Amazing. We just laid down the tracks yesterday. And we're going to put together a music video for this song called Gift Shop, which was all about one of our experiences in Saudi Arabia. So stay tuned on that too. I actually can't
0: believe you haven't come out with a rap before. <laughs> like, this is
2: amazing. And...
0: Is
1: this the one on your Insta where you guys are in your uh, studio? Yes. Uh, <laughs> slash hotel room. Yes.
0: That's amazing. This might be the highlight of your/slash/my career. This is amazing.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I I feel
0: discombobulated. Is that the word? I'm just going to keep using it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Resh, I love you to death. Thank you you so much. This has been so great.
2: Oh my God, you guys.
1: All right. Thank you again so much to Reshma Gudger for taking time. To talk with us, uh, we'll link to everything that we kind of talked about in the show notes. Um, you can visit her website to see other things that she's working on, which is just her first and last name, uh, Reshma Gajar, R-E-S-H-M-A, uh, last name uh, dot com, Or find her also on Instagram at Reshma Gajar. But uh, thank you so much. That was great. Did I had you have a lot fun, Nazar? A... Yeah, were, were you think... scared of us a little bit? How can I not say that I had fun? <laughs> that was that was a grand old time. What what kind of stuck out? Did you learn anything they didn't already know and laugh about her? About yeah,
0: wrestling? I think it was like, you know, the mentor thing. I never really knew. I mean, yeah. of course, I know a lot about her. We grew up together and yeah. she's kind of one of my soulmates. But it's always good to hear I mean, some of her stories I hadn't heard, you know, yeah. and, and she loves telling she her surely, stories. She, she's full of them. Yeah, she's full of them. <laughs> and um, I know... You know, we've gone through a lot together, and um, it was cool to interview someone that I knew so well and also get to hear her talk to you about stuff. Yeah. You know, so very excited about it.
1: All right. Well, you guys know where you can find us as well. That's at Ami Tuckered Out, A M I T U C K E R E D O U T, or email us at amituckeredout at gmail.com. You know where you can find me at Nizar Babul, N I Z A R B A B U L. And
0: that's it. That's it. Thank you guys. This is Ami Tuckered Out.